Welcome to the Mind Body Breakthroughs Podcast, where we bring you amazing guests on the cutting edge of science, health, and business each week to share strategies you can use to get the breakthrough that you are looking for in your life. I am your host, Chris Donahue, and with me is my co-host, Dr. Nevada Gray. We're so glad that you're joining us today, and we'd like to invite you to join our free private Facebook community, Mind Body Breakthroughs. The views expressed on the Mind Body Breakthroughs podcast are the opinions of the hosts and guests and are not to be taken as medical advice, as the hosts and guests do not provide medical care. Information provided is for educational purposes only. You should consult your medical provider in relation to your personal health and prior to making any changes in your diet or fitness. The Mind Body Breakthrough online coaching program is a comprehensive and customizable guide for total body transformation. Its 150 pages will equip you with everything you need for a ketogenic lifestyle, from low-carb to zero-carb carnivore. The program contains a two-week carb cleanse, 30-day keto sample menu, 30-day sample workout guide, and much, much more. These are recipes you will love, exercises you can do, and strategies that you will enjoy making part of your life. From the person who wants to lose a few pounds on low-carb to the person using keto or carnivore to manage serious issues or optimize health and performance, this program has something for everyone. Sections include the carnivore allergy and autoimmune protocol, fasting, toxicity, and advanced strategies for sleep, stress management, cold thermogenesis, sauna, and more. Included with the program is lifetime access to the Mind Body Breakthroughs Coaching Group, where you'll have your questions answered, a support network to help you on your journey. Why pay for monthly memberships or coaching when you can have the best and most cutting-edge information and help at your fingertips anytime you want for as long as you want? Your adventure for a better, healthier life begins today. See the show notes for a discount link to the program and unlimited lifetime coaching. Logan Sneed, welcome to the show. How are you doing today, bro? I'm good, man. How are you? We're doing awesome. Logan, thank you so much for being here today. When I posted your inspiring video on my Instagram, uh, received a ton of messages. We have almost 10,000 views. Just a truly, truly inspiring video, inspiring journey. And you have your amazing book out now. Thank you, Cancer. And we wanted to speak with you today uh, about your amazing journey and just all the awesome stuff you got going on. For those of our listeners that may not know who you are, could you uh, let our audience know a little bit about yourself? Yeah, yeah, it's great to have. It's great to be on here. Thank you again for having me on here. It's going to be a lot of fun. But yeah, you know, I'm I'm a stage four glioblastoma brain cancer survivor, and um, right now I'm I'm approaching about year four. And for those that don't know what a what a glioblastoma tumor is, um, it is known as a very very aggressive tumor. Um, it's known as the number one most deathly cancer in the world. Um, it is something that is very very uh, very difficult for people to surpass and, and beat in their life. But um, I've been able to do that. And, and since then, you know, adding to that, I've, I've been able to write the book, Thank You Cancer, 
Um, I now do, you know, public speaking. Um, I now do online coaching, online fitness coaching, online business coaching. Um, and, uh, yeah, my goal is to change lives and change the world. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, you are well on your way to doing that. And it's a real pleasure. We're thrilled to be able to speak to you today, Logan. So let's, uh, let's just get into a kind of a little bit of your story for those, for those that don't know you just walk us through, uh, your, your journey. Yeah. So, you know, about almost, almost four years ago, um, you know, my life was, was completely different than what it is now. And what I mean by that is, you know, it was day one of my journey and I was ready to go to the gym. I was feeling amazing. And suddenly, you know, on the way to the gym, I was in such a good mood that I was like, you know what, let me just call my girlfriend. And actually this exact position that I'm, I know, I know the listeners can't, can't see it, but I'm holding my phone right now. And I was in my car and I was FaceTiming my girlfriend at the time. And I've never even considered doing that in my life until that one random moment. I don't even know why I did that, but Hey, I'm glad I did because if I didn't, um, no one would have known what happened. And, uh, I had a seizure. So I had a seizure while I was driving to the gym and, uh, it just kind of, you know, sparked into so many different things of waking up in the hospital. Um, and, you know, at the time, my girlfriend watched the whole seizure happen over the phone. Um, she witnessed everything and had no clue what was going on. Um, and that led to the doctors having no idea. The doctor said, he's not doing any drugs. You know, we drug tested him. We, te- we tested his blood. Like, we don't know what's going on here. Um, and then somebody said, well, we got to see if something's in his brain that could have potentially caused this. Um, and that's where the weird, the, the really eerie sense came about. And I still, for me, nothing was really wrong. Cause I'm like, you know, I, I have a great life. Like nothing bad could really happen to me. I mean, come on. And so, um, that led to them pushing me to do an MRI. So I did the MRI and the MRI led to a mass. And what, for those that don't know what a mass is, uh, basically it's just, space taken up. Um, so for example, it's like an egg, right? That's kind of like a mass. If it's taking up certain space, that's what they call it. Um, the reason they didn't call it a tumor because they just don't know. Um, but in order to find that out, we had to progress with something further. Um, and something further meant, Hey, they said, you know, look, there's a mass in there. We don't know if this is bad or if this is something that can just stay there forever, but that's what's in there right now. And so that led to them saying, you know, you're going to have to go meet with a brain surgeon and probably get his opinion on this. And of course, we had to meet with a brain surgeon. And never in a million years did I think, me, myself, ever would I meet a brain surgeon, ever talk with a brain surgeon, or any of those things. So going into these things, you know, I really wasn't nervous. I just always had the notion that my life was just great. It's going to stay that way and nothing horrible could happen to me. Never. And so uh, we met with this brain surgeon. Uh, here in Austin. And as soon as we met with him, um, he gave me the weirdest, I can't say weird, probably the most negative vibe that I think I've maybe ever seen in my life. Um, especially when my life is on the line, he goes, before we even introduce, you know, who our names are, what my name is or his name, he goes, Hey Logan, it's good. It's good to meet you. But I just want you to know that, you know, doing this brain surgery, you probably won't be able to speak or hear after this surgery. Just thought I'd let you know that. And I, he, he didn't even tell me what his name was. And he mm. gave me that notion right there that I wouldn't be able to speak or hear after the brain surgery. And that just registered in my mind right there the fact that I'm even going to have brain surgery. Because who in the world is going to wake up and say, oh, yeah, I'll probably have brain surgery one day in my life. Yeah, I was the last. I mean, 
that's the last thing I ever would expect. And so we left that, we left that appointment and my parents, you know, uh, I mean, just, it's such a great gift that they have this mindset. They said, you know what, that's not the brain surgeon that we're going to work with. We're going to get a second opinion. There's got to be somebody out there who's better, who's different mindset and can do more. Um, and what's very interesting to, to kind of, you know, add on to that, what he had told me was, it's almost like he's being contradictory of his own self as he said, this needs to be removed probably as soon as possible, but, but I'm going to be going on vacation for about two weeks so we can get that removed whenever I'm done. And so that right there also brought on the notion of like, Hey, I'm sorry, but my vacation seems a little bit more important than your potential life. So I'll see you later. <laughs> um, you know, and, and I don't mean to scare people or bring any ne negativity. I'm bringing that in to just kind of understand that, like, there's so many variables that come into play and your life is not determined by a doctor. Um, they can give you their opinion, their, their thoughts and everything. Um, but that led to us moving towards a new surgeon. And the new surgeon is known as the number one brain surgeon in the world. And I went and asked him the question. I said, hey, Dr. Sawaya, am I going to be able to speak or hear after a brain surgery if you're doing it? And he said, Logan, he's like, dude, you're going to be fine. If I'm doing the surgery, don't worry about it. You're going to be fine. And that right there, that was just a whole different mindset of somebody. I mean, they do the same job, but they literally have a whole different mindset. It's like a 180. And so that led to him saying, okay, so are you going to be ready for brain surgery tomorrow? And I'm like, whoa. Like who wakes up in a day and says, oh, wow, I didn't realize I'm going to have brain surgery the next day. And that's exactly what happened. So that led to a full brain surgery, um, which, again, going into this, I got to be honest, I really was not nervous, not nervous because I'm Mr. Tough Guy. I, I, I really wasn't nervous because I just never expected anything horrible to really happen. I just thought it was kind of a standard like, oh, it's just a bit of an accident. You know, it's going to be good. It's all it's all good. And I, it, honestly, that, that sort of notion that those thoughts the, that can have its benefits. And it definitely did. And so I went into the surgery. The next day, we woke up at 6 a.m. in the, excuse me, 5 a.m. in the morning. Surgery started around like 6.30, um, went straight to the hospital, strapped down, changed outfits, everything. Um, and again, I'll never forget those, those, those moments uh, leading to that. And then I was, you know, brought into the room and they were saying, okay, this is going to be about a seven to eight hour brain surgery. Um, and so we want to let you know that in this surgery, we're going to be waking you up while the surgery is happening. We're going to ask you a few questions. And we just want to do this to make sure that you can still speak or hear in this process. And if, if they said, if boldly, they said, if it happens to where that can't happen, we're going to cut the surgery off short and we're going to have to leave the remaining tumor in there um, because we don't want you to lose that capability. And we don't want to go further and hurting, hurting your brain in the process. Um, and so the, obviously that's a lot of pressure, but I trusted the surgeon wholeheartedly. And so he went into this thing. And 100%, he removed the entire tumor. Um, they asked me questions about my brothers, about my family, about my locations, about how I feel. And I was able to answer everything. I lost no capability. I, there was absolutely no problems with the surgery one bit. Um, he did a phenomenal job. And the full tumor was fully removed. So 100% was removed. And it was the size of a perfect egg. So literally an egg uh, out of your refrigerator is exactly what that tumor looked like. And, um, that right there, again, as soon as the, you know, my, 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 my thoughts after that, you know, he said, Hey, hundred percent tumor was removed, man, you are, you are good to go. You know, like, you know, once you're ready to get out of here, you feel free to head out and, you know, man, we'll let you know about the diagnosis in two weeks, but 
should be good to go. Right then and there, I'm like, cool. All right, see you guys later. Nothing bad is going to happen. All good. You know, and so to me, it's just another step in life. And, you know, a new day is what it basically was. And so two weeks later, it goes by. And uh, you know what that leads to is the diagnosis. And so we go into the diagnosis. And, uh, you know, when the doctor walks in there, it kind of just is an eerie feeling of, you know, what's going to happen, you know, and, and I was very just like unsure about what it was going to be like, or like, I just thought, ah, it probably just is a mass, you know, it's, it's benign. It's not a big deal, whatever it is. So she comes in there, she starts, you know, shaking, shaking my hands, family hands, everything, but she doesn't really look me in the eyes. And that kind of gave me a, a, an eerie feeling right there. And so she sits down, looks at her feet, kind of, you know, taps her foot on the ground, rubs her hands together. You know, just it's kind of that, 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 that eerie, like you're about to talk about something sort of thing that you get with somebody else. And, um, and she goes, you know, hey, I, I'm really sorry to say this, but, you know, it's going to be a stage four glioblastoma brain tumor. And, of course, I don't know what that is. Um, my, my mom actually does. My parents actually do. Um, and she said, you know, tumors are very, very deadly. Um, and it looks like your lifespan is going to be about one to 10 years. So you have about one to 10 years left to live. Um, that is when it literally shot me down. And I literally felt like I added a hundred pounds in my, on my body. Um, and that's what kind of, you know, sparked a new path, you know, in my life really through all of that. Logan, I can't even imagine being in that situation where you're, you're being told that news. Um, as you know, I had a spinal cord injury mm-hmm. and I had, uh, I had a different experience with, with my doctor than you had. My doctor, when I woke up, he said, I believe you can have a full recovery. And, and that's the hope mm. that I clung on to. And when you're in a situation like that, you, you just need the hope. And I know how anxiety provoking my situation was. I can't even imagine what it would have been uh, for you. How did you shift your mindset? Uh, after you got that news where you were going to empower yourself uh, to become the man that you are today. How, how did you go about changing your mindset in dealing with that news and applying some of the science that you learned with your mom? Yeah. So, you know, I've always had a very entrepreneurial mindset. You know, I, I always have been, I've always worked incredibly hard on anything I'm pursuing. You know, in high school, I wanted to be district champion or uh, excuse me district mvp and i was able to achieve that i wanted to be get college basketball opportunities you know i was able to you know achieve that um and so i've always had that entrepreneur mindset and when a doctor told me like hey you can't do something or hey you're going to be dead and hey your life is going to go like this you know basically controlling my life it really like it really just pissed me off um and so i said you know what she may have that mindset, but I've got something different and I'm going to figure out what the heck is out there that could potentially help me in my life. And I'm going to do it. I say, Hey, if it don't work, it doesn't work. I tried, but if it works, well, Hey, I just, I just, I, I, I carved the path of my own life and I didn't let her do that. And so at first, at first I definitely didn't have that feeling. I definitely was going into it. I'm like, all right, world's done. Like, I'm like, why am I even alive? Like I literally had those thoughts. I was like, why am I even here? Like, I feel like I'm just taking space. I'm taking time. I'm taking energy. And if anything, I'm even taking money. Cause like, why would we go through all of this $1.2 million brain cancer stuff and get nothing out of it? It doesn't make sense. And so I felt almost like worthless 
And one day I just woke up and I just knew I'm like, there's something there. So it was almost like a whole different voice in my mind that was telling me like, Logan, there's something there. You got to go out and find this. You got to go out and work for it. And I was like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And so that really is what sparked that. And, you know, I've always been motivated from my parents. My parents have never been like extremely pushy or, you know, they've never been like down my throat about becoming, you know, blank or anything like that. They've just shown me what they can achieve. And if I can see what they can achieve by them just being quiet and just putting in work, I'm like, wow, okay, I, you know, I can do anything I set my mind to like they can. And that's what's really, you know, sparked the journey through it all. Wow. You know, a lot of our listeners have been in a situation where they've sat across the desk, they've heard that bad news, they've got that call in the middle of the night uh, with, uh, you know, some tragedy. And it's, it's tough. It's tough to find your place in this new reality. And I think what's so exciting about your story is that you've been able to do that and to really uh, inspire others to find gratitude in their, in their situation. Can you, can you talk a little bit about the role that mindset plays and viewing our challenges as opportunities and blessings and not a curse? Yeah, it's, it's really like, even recently, I've come to the conclusion that and this is just my thoughts. Okay. I can't, I can't write out everyone's script, but for me, I believe that cancer, I'm not saying it's a hundred percent mental, but I think a huge, huge, huge part of cancer is mental. And what I'm saying by that is there's, again, I'm, I'm not trying to scare people, but there, there's so many people out there saying, Oh, you know, my grandmother had cancer. Oh, uh, you know, my aunt had cancer. That means I'm probably going to get cancer. And that's basically already you turning your subconscious mind into saying, cancer's coming, cancer's coming, cancer's coming. So be ready. And the mindset that I've had to grow and develop is the fact that like, you know, Logan, don't look at your past and dwell on what's destroyed you, but look at your future on what's coming and what's going to create you. So again, I can't, I can't write out my own life, but I just know that if I'm looking at my future on how the things in the past is actually going to create me for the better, basically what I'm doing is, is I'm attacking, attacking every single situation, every single problem as something that looks disgusting. It looks dirty, but Hey, there's gold underneath there and there's diamonds in there. And if we just go through that dirt and we accept that dirt, that's right in front of us, we're going to get something great out of it. Again, that doesn't mean you're going to succeed. That doesn't mean you're going to, you know, suddenly save your life in one day. What it means is it's going to create the best version of yourself. And if you believe that and you go forward with it, it'll hundred percent happen. Logan, one of the things I love the most about your journey and this is where we have parallel journeys because your diagnosis and my injury occurred at the same time. And for those of you that don't know, I was looking for people that were beating the odds to encourage me in my own journey. And Logan was one of the first people that I found. He's documented his amazing journey on YouTube, probably the only YouTube channel where I've watched every single video. And I've cheered you. I've cried. I've just felt every spectrum of emotion uh, following you. And you. I think a huge component of your success is the mindset because we recently just interviewed Dawson Church. And when you're 
are vibrating at that elevated frequency in your mindset and your emotions, you can actually affect your genes and your cells, which are constantly turning over and regenerating. And one of the things in combination with the mindset is you've also used a nutrition approach uh, to help control the your remission um, and your health today, and that's the ketogenic diet. And I was just mm -hmm. wondering if you can speak to how you discovered the ketogenic diet and how you've applied it in your own situation. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's pretty crazy because like I was at a time in my life where the doctor said, as soon as she said, you have one to 10 years left to live, uh, my dad, you know, she, basically when she said that, she said, there's nothing that we can do about this. We'll try chemotherapy and we'll try radiation, but we just can't do anything about this. And so my dad boldly said, okay, so is there anything that my son should eat or should not eat? Can you, I, I mean, she was like, I mean, the little things, like, is there something like that we could maybe just add in there? And she's like, I'm sorry. No, we just can't. My dad goes, so you're telling my son that he can go have a beer and a burger and that we can't do anything about this. And she said, yes, sir. That's what I'm telling him. And so obviously that really pissed him off and me off, which is good. But, um, but what that led to was like at the time where I was so worthless, I was so distraught, I was so broken down. I met with a, a mentor of mine and we, he wanted to just kind of, you know, pick my brain apart and see how I was feeling, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically. And, um, you know, we were paddleboarding out here in Austin, Texas and just kind of living life. And, you know, he said, he was like, Logan, you know, have you heard of this keto diet before? And I was like, I'm sorry, what? I was like, no, I was like, I have not heard of this keto diet. What I, what, I was like, can you explain that? He was like, so what this is, is it's a high fat, medium protein, low carb diet. And for those that are curious, the, the, the timetable from when he was telling me this is when keto was basically uh, like no one knew about keto. Like it was so, so new. Like it was, it was almost before it was even born basically. And um, whenever he said that, I was like, high fat. I'm like, what are you talking about? He was like, yeah, it's interesting. What happens is your body uses thing, this thing called ketones, and it's where your body's using fat as fuel. And he's like, you know, what happens is right now you're using sugar as fuel. And so if you're using sugar as fuel, that could potentially bring back cancer or fuel cancer. And he was like, I would look into this. It's where your fat would be utilized for your fuel source and sugar would not be, and cancer wouldn't, can't thrive off of without sugar. And I was like, whoa. I was like, really? I was like, how did, like, where the heck did you find this? He was like, well, I was just in Hawaii and there's actually a city there where everybody does the keto diet, not because they're trying to do a diet, but because that's just the way their lifestyle is. And he was like, I tried it out. And he was like, I'm telling you, man, within a week, I felt better than I ever have in my life. And so that night I, I, le I left there and I was honestly so motivated, not, not because I, I knew like, oh my gosh, it's going to save my life. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to be like hundred years old one day. But it was more of like, there's hope, like there's something there. It's like, I think that's it. It's like, I don't know if that is it, but let's make that, let's make that a potential solution. And so I went and I studied it and I stayed up to like three in the morning, just like learning about this thing. And I learned that it could help, you know, lose body fat, help see physical results, you know, help energy, cognitive function, epilepsy, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, Parkinson's disease, seizures. Um, I mean, you know, I mean, so many different things, cancer, tumors, um, all these things. And so the next day I literally started that and I never changed it one time. Like I never became a master right away. And I still don't even know if I am a master, but I still, I just went full throttle and said, I'm going to make it work. I'm not going to hope it works. I'm going to make it work. So 
yeah, it was definitely a big, a big step in that journey. Yes. And your food is the envy on Instagram, <laughs> your, your plates and how you put everything together. Is there, um, how do you decide what you're going to eat on the ketogenic diet and, and what makes up your plate? How do you go about that process? Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, I try and keep it. Yes. Um, I do call my personal diet. The reason I say my personal, because there's different ways of doing keto for everybody, but I, I view mine as, uh, I, I view mine as a decently strict, but not strict. What I'm, what I mean by that is I eat very, very quality foods. So grass fed meats, I eat grass fed steak, grass fed beef, wild caught salmon, those sort of things. But I don't have a specific layer of like, okay, I have to do steak today or that tomorrow or anything like that. And so a generic meal for me would be, you know, uh, grass fed beef. Um, and maybe I'll add in, you know, an egg or two of, you know, pasture raised eggs. I'll do, you know, a side of Brussels sprouts, maybe a side of cauliflower. Um, I'll add in, you know, an avocado, add in some good oils on top. I'll add in, you know, maybe some nuts and I'll add in, you know, some kimchi or, you know, sauerkraut. Uh, to help the gut. And so, you know, I, uh, I add those all, all those things together and it makes it really simple. Yes. And how has that translated into your health today? Because uh, a lot of people were curious how, how you're doing today. Yeah. So I, I feel, again, I feel better than I ever have in my life, you know, and I've even had doctors say like, you know, you probably won't be able to do blank or, you know, over this certain time period, you should expect tumor regrowth, whatever that is. Uh, that's, completely opposite. I feel better than I ever have. Um, I've lost over 50 pounds. Um, I have improved my skin. I've improved my energy. I've literally like, I'm working out fasted. So for those that are curious, you know, obviously intermittent fasting is where you're not eating. Back in the day, I used to eat 400 carbs a day thinking that if you're not carb loaded for your workout, you can't work out. And now I'm literally working out on, on 18 hours into a fast doing full body. And I feel amazing. That's because I'm using ketones. Um, and so it's helped me in, in more ways than one. And it's just been, it's almost about, uh, it's been three years, I would say, that I've been on the keto diet. That's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, the ketogenic diet, for those that might not know, has been such an amazing tool in a lot of people's journey with cancer. You know, Dr. Otto Warburg actually won Nobel Prizes and things for showing that cancer really, really does result from dysregulated energy metabolism, the, the cells not able to uh, process properly. And so they revert back to this very primitive um, way of feeding themselves through like fermentation using very, very heavy amounts of sugar. It's actually how they find cancer in a lot of people is with a, a glucose PET scan. They uh, floor, you know, attach the marker to the sugar and then see where it goes. And sure enough, oh, look, there's the mass, there's the tumor. And, um, you know, we see that in denying cancer, its primary fuel source, which is really just sugar and, and glutamate, can make just an, a profound difference. And there's a lot of exciting work going on with Dr. Thomas Seafried, Dr. Dom Diagostino, Dr. Angela Poff, working with uh, ketones, working with hyperbaric oxygen chambers, just really finding ways to deny cancer its, its fuel. And uh, 
you know, I wonder if you can just share any of the things that, that you've come across or some thoughts or tips that you might have for people that are looking at some of those uh, things as options for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think the word diet, you know, can scare a lot of people. And I personally don't even view the only, only diet that I would say is an actual diet is something you hate, right? So don't do a diet that you hate and don't do a diet that you feel like crap in (laughs) do a diet that you feel amazing in. And that's what the keto diet is. And so when, when I went into this, you know, I did a whole 180. My diet was fasting was an absolute no. I did absolutely incredibly a tons amount of carbs. I did so many calories and I did a 180 because I, I didn't look at keto as in like, oh gosh, I hope this works or oh gosh, this looks like Ugh, this is not going to be that good of food. I went into it and said, oh wow, this is going to be amazing. This is actually really cool. And I went in and I said, okay, here's what I can have. And I didn't look at what I can't have. And so when you go into that mindset and you're saying, wow, this is what it could do for me. This is what I believe will happen. I mean, this is the food that I'm going to be eating. This looks amazing. And oh, and by the way, I'm, I'm supposedly going to feel amazing. Then yeah, I definitely want to do that. You know, if you're going in with that mindset, it's going to be amazing. And you're going to go in with a whole different perspective, but also different results. Um, and so that's what I would say is like, have an open mind, obviously, um, especially if you've never done something. If you know, if you can't judge a book by its cover, if you haven't even read the book, you don't even know what the book's about. Um, you know, and so that's kind of the way I went into this is I said, okay, Logan, okay, let's have an open mind and realize that from what you heard from all the bro science out there may not be actually true. So go in with something new. And so that's what I would say to everyone is go in with an open mind, new path, new you basically. Yes. I love that Logan. And that's one of the things I I love about you is your mindset and your approach to everything. Um, as far as the mindset and the nutrition approach, could you speak a little bit as to what you're doing for fitness, if you're using fasting and what your sleep routine looks like and, and other means that you incorporate into your lifestyle. Yeah. So, um, so I currently fast about 20 hours a day. Now this isn't, you know, for everybody, not everyone should do that. The reason I personally do that is because now I'm not trying to lose weight. I'm trying to stimulate autophagy. Now I'm not an autophagy master, but those that are curious, that's basically where you're, um, it's going in and ruining and destroying all bad, you know, cells in your body. So it's basically improving your white blood cell count to improve your immune system, um, to potentially starve cancer, uh, and those sort of things. And so in that window, um, you know, around hour 18 or sometimes even in the morning, I'll go work out fasted. Um, I work out and I personally don't do any like crazy, crazy workouts, but I'll do, you know, some full body stuff. I'll do you know, upper body weightlifting, I'll do maybe today I'm doing legs and shoulders. Um, so that's a full body one. Um, and then after that workout is when I'll go eat and, you know, adding things to that, like, for example, my sleep, my sleep is so sleep to me is just as important, if not more important than your diet. I don't care what diet you're on. If you're getting bad sleep, you're getting, you're, you're not, you're not helping your overall health. And, and I don't want to scare people, but there are ways to fix that. Um, and so what I do to help fix that, because I didn't always have the best sleep, I would always, you know, be stressed out while I'm sleeping. And what I've done to fix that is I currently now wear, um, so right now for the listeners can't really see it, but I'm wearing blue light ray blocking glasses. And at night, what I do is I wear red light glasses. And so what it, what it is, is I'm looking at red light through these glasses, uh, before bed. And what that's doing is that's toning my nervous system down to, adjust to sleep mode because it's almost like you're going from a hundred to zero real quick 
when you have to go to 100 to zero at a slow pace, right? It's not like you wake up and you do, you know, you run five miles without stretching or warming up. You, you, you slowly wake up, you get out of bed, you stretch your arm, you, you know, you know, bend your neck or whatever, and then you start going. And so that's the way I do it for the sleep is I start adjusting to the sleep and I, I actually meditate as well. So I'll meditate before bed. And for those that are curious as well, I believe meditation has potentially saved my life um, with the amount of stress I've been going through lately, just a lot of change and everything. I've learned meditation. I've been trying to master it for so long. And I believe it literally has saved my life. It's cut off all my stress, anxiety, everything. And stress and anxiety is almost one of the top cancer causing factors out there. So, you know, adding that to my sleep, I wear the blue light ray blocking glasses. I do meditation. Um, and I also, my friend owns this company uh, called Upgraded Formulas. And um, he has a product called Nano Magnesium. And I swear to you, this has been like a cure to any poor sleep. And he's done like, they've done, they've done studies and tests on this thing. And um, I tested this, you know, because I'm always about, you know, being a test dummy. I tested this. And I said, Barton, that's, that's my friend's name. I said, Barton, I slept nine hours. I've never done that. I'm like, I didn't try to sleep nine hours. I just slept nine hours. And he was like, that's a sign right there that you've been not sleep deprived, but you haven't gotten significant deep sleep. And I'm like, I think you're right. So anyways, I added that to the factor of red light, meditation, and nanomagnesium. And I literally have been sleeping like, I mean, like a queen or a king, you know, like never before. And so I feel better than I ever have, you know, because of that. That's awesome, Logan. And I, I'm wondering if we can move on to your book now. You've written um, this amazing book called Thank You, Cancer. And you have a lot of great insight as far as your journey and, and your mindset. What is the number one takeaway from the book that you would like people to know? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the takeaway that I want people to realize, want them to realize is that nothing is impossible. A quote that I believe potentially has saved my life is a quote by Nelson Mandela. It goes, it always seems impossible until it is done. You know, I mean, I heard the words, it's nearly impossible to beat brain cancer, but until action is taken, we won't actually know. And so that's what I would say is that there's nothing that is impossible. You can take the word impossible, carve it into impossible, and it can change your life. And I really love how you talk about where you turned cancer into a gift rather than looking at it as something that was just going to take you down you're going to accept it and just you know crawl into a hole and that that was going to be the rest of your life you decided to embrace this as a gift and through that you've made a lot of your dreams come true and you've manifested the life that you've always wanted you've become an entrepreneur and you have the fusion lean brand right now that's helping thousands of people learn a ketogenic diet and take back their health and take back their lives I'm just wondering what advice would you have for people that have reinvented themselves the way that you have and want to start businesses? What, what advice do you have for entrepreneurs? Yeah, absolutely. You know, for, 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 for being an entrepreneur, for, you know, starting a business or whatever, don't view, like, don't think that you have to have X amount of followers or you have to have X amount of credentials or you have to be an author or look good or whatever. None of that stuff. The one thing that you have to do is you have to find a problem and you have to have a solution. And if you're somebody who knows a solution to a problem that is a common problem, you can solve so many problems, change so many lives and make so much money. 
So take your story, take whatever you've been through, whatever you're going through or whatever you've learned, present that to the world. And if it's solving a problem for the audience, they're going to be interested in what you have. So again, don't view that you have to be, you know, good or this or this or this, whatever. Um, like for example, I, you know, I, you see all these online fitness coaches out there who are like world-class bodybuilders and have the most crazy physiques that I've ever, you know, people I've ever seen. And it's like, Oh, of course they're successful. They got 2 million followers and people want to look like them. For me, it's like, you know, I, I'm not saying I looked bad, but I'm not saying I looked like those guys. It's, I saw a very real, I saw very realistic results that anybody could see. And that's what really intrigued the audience more than it did somebody who looks like unrealistic results. So if you have a solution solving realistic problems, you can make serious money and change serious lives, you know, doing that. Yeah, no, that's uh, excellent advice. And, you know, the mindset part is so important, you know, just circling back to what you were talking about for the role of the mind in cancer and other, other disease, you know, there's for our listeners, I might not know there's, there's something called the placebo effect, which I think people have heard about in the context of pharmaceuticals. They, you know, try a drug and then compare it to a group where they think that they're getting that drug, but they're not. And often, like people don't realize, 35% of all studies, 35% of the people get, get results through the power of their own mind. And then the ones that the drugs that do even a little better than that, those are the ones that can get approval. But there's also something called the nocebo effect, which is the power of negative thinking. And I believe you're right. I know a lot of people that have worried about cancer to the point where they got cancer or worried mm -hmm. about whatever genetic uh, disposition that, you know, they, you know, is in their family history. And, and uh, I just, it's, it could be a scary thought that we have that much power, but it is a very empowering thought. And we're not prisoners to our genes. We're not prisoners to our family history. We're not prisoners to our past and to some of the poor choices that we've made in, you know, earlier in our lives. We can take control. We can take responsibility. And that is absolutely what you've done. Are there any other uh, things that people might use, suggestions that maybe you've used to help shift their mindset? Uh, besides, you mentioned meditation, any visu visualization or affirmations, any other strategies that you'd recommend? Yeah, you know, what, what I do is, you know, I write down. So, okay, I'll, I'll give you an example. There's a few things, you know, for meditation, right? Like, I'm not a meditation master. People think that you have to ma master it, you know, for it to work. And that's completely not true. Um, and so what I do is I meditate you know, on how healthy my body is. So when I'm, when I'm, you know, sitting there at a comfortable position, I have meditation music, I visualize white waves going through my body. And what I mean by white waves is white is almost like the color of angels, right? And so white and blue waves going through my body. And I view that going from the very top of my head all the way down through my body. And basically what that's doing is I'm visualizing this, okay? I'm visualizing it going through my body and just killing off any potential pain, any potential cancer, any potential sickness or whatever. I visualize that. 
Okay, I do that for about 10 minutes. And then in that visualization process after the 10 minutes are up, which I don't really time that, but that's just about an average, um, is I visualize my goals, right? So my goal is to be, you know, a father one day, to be, you know, 100 years old one day, whatever that is, I visualize that actually happening. And I don't visualize potentially what could happen. I visualize what I'm, I have faith that will happen. And so I visualize my goals of, you know, um, you know, becoming a top selling author, you know, public speaking. I visualize myself speaking on stage. Um, I visualize myself, um, you know, hitting certain, um, certain feats of social media growth. I visualize on my overall business on certain revenue. Um, I visualize, you know, having a family one day, um, you know, all those sort of things. I, vi- I basically live it before it's even there. And so if I'm drilling that in my mind, that's me already seeking and, and already knowing where I want my life to go and where I believe it will go. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's what I would say is like, you know, really meditate, journal, read books, um, because I believe, you know, obviously some people say, well, I don't like reading books. Like I hated reading books, but when I actually had an open mind and I actually journaled and what I mean by that is if you journal before you lead a book, it's worked for me. If you journal and you don't like reading books journal, and then that's going to spark your interest in overall reading books. So I would journal about your goals and write down how amazing your day is going to go and just keep it simple. And so you're reading and writing in that. Now that you've done that, now you're going to be more open to reading and you're going to learn more in reading. And so you put those things together and that's going to help, you know, spark your overall, you know, knowledge, your growth, your mindset, um, and all those sort of things. So what do you have coming up for 2020? What, what can the world expect from you? Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of things coming up. Um, you know, I'm going to be doing a lot of public speaking. I'm going to be, um, I'm going to probably going to be traveling a lot, which is amazing. Um, I'm going to be coming out with a lot of different things. You know, I have my fusion lean business for, you know, keto programs. I have my fitpreneur Academy to, for, uh, for coaching them to start their own online business. Um, and then I also now have one, one called conquering cancer. And so what that is, is it's a course where I take all these people through everything that I've done to help beat brain cancer. Um, it even goes through genetic testing. It goes through programs it goes through overall uh you know diet wise it goes through everything and then in you know in 2020 i looked to come out with you know an app um where it's a 30-day tracking app where basically people go on um and they go through a certain challenge so let's say like your challenge is you're trying to get rid of sugar so for 30 days you're gonna cut out sugar okay and so let's start getting rid of that or maybe it's like you're an extreme coffee addict so for 30 days we're gonna go no coffee And so basically I want people, you know, to hop on there to break their habits and and get uncomfortable doing it and knowing that by breaking these habits going to change their mind, it's going to change their body and change their life. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot of things coming up, but those are just, you know, short summary of, uh, you know, some things that I have going. That's awesome. Well, Logan, you are an amazing man. You've had a great story and your story is just beginning. I know that uh, cancer was not the end for you, but the start. Yeah. Um, amazing, amazing journey. That's going to help and affect and already is helping and affecting and, and, and just changing so many lives. Where can these guys reach out to you and find you? Yeah. If you go to uh, logansneed.com, it has all links to all my other sites on there. Uh, or if you just type in Logan Sneed on, uh, all social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, you'll find me on there. And, um, I'm always here to help, you know, help anybody who messages me in every way possible. So. Yes. Thank you so much for being here today, Logan. Thank you so much for being part of my personal journey. 
And we are wishing you an amazing 2020 and we look forward to having you on again. Um, definitely to follow up with you because we know our listeners are going to love you. So yeah, absolutely. Thank We'd you. Love so to be much. on here. Yeah, absolutely. Thank yes, you. Thank you so much for everything you're doing in the world, Logan. Awesome. Thank you all. The Auto Wild Grill is the king of sophistication, bringing that steakhouse feel into the comfort of your own home. Portable, easy to assemble and clean, the Auto Wild Grill packs a big punch in your grilling game. With only three minutes of preheating needed to 1500 degrees Fahrenheit, you can expect moisture and flavor sealed within a gorgeous steakhouse crust in minutes. The secret is in the Auto Grill's radiant technology, which allows for higher searing temperatures, faster cooking, and juicy steaks. What are you waiting for? Save $300 off the purchase of your grill today. See the show notes for discount link and code. Prove It makes exogenous ketone products a perfect accompaniment to your ketogenic lifestyle to help you to optimize energy levels, sports performance, cognitive function, and more. See the show notes to try some today. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today, Mind Body Breakthrough. Chris and I truly appreciate each and every one of you. Be sure to subscribe and tell a friend and to join us in our free Mind Body Breakthrough Facebook community where you can start peeling away the layers of everything that's not you so you can be you.